his family. So he was messaging me this morning. He said he's praying for us. And so keep him in prayer and believe in the Lord to use him with his family there. Amen. The Flowers family are ministering in Union Gap today. So keep them in prayer. I know the Lord is going to use them. Amen. Different people coming and going and traveling. and So uh, what a wonderful time of year, though. Amen. We have much to be thankful for, don't we? We really have much to be thankful for. If you hadn't figured it out already, it's not about what's under the tree that really matters. Amen. But it's about him who hung on a tree. Praise God. You can be seated this morning. I'm thankful to be with you in the house of the Lord. Amen. Enjoyed being together with so many last night. And having a time of food and fellowship, and it's always good to come together. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to go right into the Word of the Lord. And uh, I, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't have a traditional Christmas message. I know that shocks no one. Well, I shouldn't say no one, but most of you, if, if you've been around here, any length of time, you probably did not come today expecting a traditional Christmas message. Uh, but I believe that the Lord would speak into our spirit today if we will open our spirit and receive from Him. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Why don't you go with me to the book of Genesis chapter number 2. Genesis chapter number 2. Verse number 7. Genesis 2 and verse 7. Praise God. That's a nice one because it doesn't take a long time to find. Amen. Not like looking for the book of Hosea or something. Those can, those can take a minute sometimes. Amen. Genesis 2 verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. You're just dust. Do you know that? Me too. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Watch. And breathed into his nostrils... The breath of life. Not just any breath. The breath of life. And when the Lord God did so, man became a living soul. I, uh, I want to talk to you today. I believe the Lord wants to talk to us about the breath of life. The breath of life. Amen. You know, the... Uh, uh, the Lord talked to us Wednesday night. He used Brother Flowers to talk to us about a prophet and the ministry of a prophet, a prophet being one that spoke the word of God. The word of God was put in his mouth, and then the word of a prophet is anyone who speaks the word of God. We often think of, I won't go back through everything he shared. You'll have to go listen to it on the podcast if you haven't already, but 
a prophet is, we often think of someone that prophesies future things, and that can be very true. But according to the Word of God, a prophet is anyone that speaks the Word of God. If the Word of God comes into their mouth and they speak it, then they are a, a, pro- a prophet. And so he talked to us about all that, went through all that. I won't go through that. And it's just stayed in my spirit. And uh, the Lord started talking to my heart this morning. I, and we went back to this familiar place of Scripture where he started dealing with me. And he said he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. It was the plan of God from the very beginning that man would live. Live fully. Fully in relationship with God. Fully in communion and fellowship with God. That was his plan from the beginning. That's what he established in the garden when he placed them there. It was... Not just about caring for his creation, although that was part of his plan. But it was as much about having fellowship with that which he created. God wanted fellowship with his creation. And so he breathed into him. That's why in Genesis 1, when he created all those things, the heaven and the earth and trees and fish and fowl and air and ocean and mountains and land and all these things that he created, when he created all of them, we of course know that he created them with his word. He spoke. It says the Spirit of God moved and God said and there was, right? But when we get to man, he did not just speak. And some of you have heard some of this before, so don't check out on me. I think the Lord's wanting to put something into our spirit. And so when he came to man, he did not speak you and I into existence. He formed us. He formed us from something he'd created. He took what he'd created. He formed something. Then once he formed man, then he made the purposeful decision. A purposeful decision to breathe into the nostrils of what he'd formed so that man would become a living soul. Nothing else he created was a living soul. You and I. Because his plan for you and I is different and has always been different than anything else he ever created. He created us for fellowship with him. He created us for communion with him. It was his design from the beginning. You and I were made with purpose by God. We were designed with purpose by God. We were designed for fellowship and relationship with him to fulfill his purpose in the earth. It was true from the beginning. And so he breathed, man became a living soul. And we see from the very beginning this established principle of the breath of life, causing something that did not have life to have life. You understand there are those today that are walking around and technically they are alive, but spiritually they are dead. What God intends for his people is that they are spiritually alive. Spiritually alive. That comes from his breath of life. Of course, there in the garden, man broke that relationship that God intended when he stepped in and disobeyed the word of God and the instruction of God. And in his disobedience, he broke that relationship. And he was removed from the garden. We know that story. I won't go into all that this morning. And so we find that then, because of this 
separation that God then began to commune with men through prophets, like was talked to us about on Wednesday night. God went to this pattern. And so we see prophets and we see priests that went before the Lord and ultimately we get to Moses we see the Mosaic law and them going into the tabernacle and the priests talking with God the high priest going before the Lord and coming back and the people waiting out and hearing for a word from the Lord from the prophet of God and back and forth because of this broken relationship that took place at the garden and we see it through different dispensations of time we won't walk through all of those this morning But it's important to understand God's desire to breathe life into what's formed. And all he needs, all he needs is a vessel. You understand that? We want to qualify the vessel. He just needs a vessel. And a vessel that's available and willing, he can breathe life into that vessel and it can serve its purpose. We find the Apostle Paul, before he was the Apostle Paul, Jesus Christ the Lord said to Ananias that he was to go and pray for Saul because Saul was a chosen vessel unto him. You think, man, that vessel's got problems. He was persecuting the church. He was doing all kinds of negative things toward the church. He was trying to destroy the church. The people that would call Christians, he was trying to work against them. He was persecuting them. But the Lord God told Ananias, he is a chosen vessel unto me. How could the Lord say that? Because he knew if he had a willing vessel, if he could get his spirit into the vessel, the vessel could be used for his purpose. The condition of the vessel before the spirit of God in it is irrelevant. Once the spirit of God comes and washes it clean and the spirit of life is breathed into the vessel, it can become used for the purpose of God. That's why the Lord doesn't care where we came from. It's simply a matter of when I get to Him. I acknowledge these things we sang about this morning. About Him coming and becoming sin so we could have His righteousness. That then He can take us and make us new. We can be a vessel filled with life. Watch this pattern. We see it in several places. We're not going to go through all of them this morning. But I want to take you to another one in the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 37. Ezekiel 37 and verse number 1. Familiar to some of us, but hear the scripture and hear the utterance of the Spirit of the Lord. Ezekiel 37 verse number 1. Ezekiel said, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. Everybody say bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. I say very dry. You understand what that signifies, of course. Very dry means they'd been there a while. Very dry means this didn't just happened yesterday very dry means death took place scavengers have come and cleaned off everything that was there to be cleaned off the sun has been beating down on it a while any morrow or anything any source of life that might have been in the bones was completely gone anything there that could have lived is long gone it's very dry 
This is what the prophet is describing. It is a picture of desolation. It is a picture of hopelessness. It is a picture where no life exists. Very dry bones. This is where the Lord took him. And he sees this valley full of very dry bones. Listen to what the Lord says to him. Verse number 3. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Would you pray with me again? Come on, would you talk to the Lord with me right now? Come on, right where you're sitting, talk with him. Let him talk to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, you know. Father, you know. You know the end from the beginning. You are life, Father. In the name of Jesus. 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 He said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. You know, there's times where the Lord will ask us a question in which to us things seem impossible. But our response to the impossible matters because it speaks of whether I'm counting on what I know and what I can do or whether I'm trusting in what he who is asking is able to do. It would have been easy for the prophet to look at the bones and say, I don't think so, Lord. There's no evidence here that says they could live. Sometimes we are just, we can be like an individual that would see dry bones and say, I don't see any evidence here that anything could live. At one time, I had hope for this. At one time, I believed that maybe something could change. At one time, I thought maybe, just maybe, but, but it's been too long. It's gone too far. When I look at the situation now, it's dead. It's dry. Everything's come through. Sin has run its course. It's desolate. It's barren. There's no life here. There's no hope here. And the enemy would like us to give in to the idea that because bones are very dry, that there's no longer any hope. But I'm telling you, as long as God lives and He does live, there is hope. There is hope. No matter how dry or desolate or dead a situation, there is hope. And so we find this desolate, desperate situation. Verse number 4, the Lord continues to speak to the prophet. And He said to me, watch what He said, prophesy upon these bones, speak to them. Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I have a question for you. I think the Lord has a question for you. When is the last time You spoke to that dead situation and began to speak the word of the Lord to it. 
and said, dead situation, hopeless situation, I'm speaking to you the word of the Lord today. When have you waited in a place of prayer, waited in a place before the Lord and said, Lord, I don't understand how it's going to change, but you can. And so give me the words to speak. Hear me today. If you are a child of God, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you have in you the living breath of life. And you have in you resident the ability to speak the word of God. Brother Flowers, talk to us about it Wednesday night. To prophesy. To speak out words that bring life. And you can have dead, broken, desolate, hopeless looking situations in your life. But when you yield to the word of God, you can speak the word to dead, dry bones. You and I must recognize and realize what's been put in us and who we are as children of God. Ezekiel, speak to the dead bones. Notice, he did not say, ask for something. He said, I want you to talk to the situation. You know, we, we spend a lot of time taking situations and circumstances to the Lord and asking Him to do things. Anybody relate to that? Yeah? You know what I'm talking about. Well, let me go talk to the Lord. Lord, would you please? Lord, please. Right? Asking Him. And you know why that is, don't you? Usually it's one of two reasons. Maybe there's more, but two come to mind. One is we ask because we don't really have confidence that what we're asking for is the will of God. And so since we aren't sure that what we're asking for is the will of God, we're just asking in hope that maybe he'll do what we want in case it's our will and not his. That's one reason. The other reason is because we don't have a confidence declaring the word of the Lord. And that comes because we haven't waited to hear from the Lord on what to speak to the situation yet. But if we'll get in our closet of prayer and in fellowship and communion with Him about the situation and wait on Him, as we were also also taught on Wednesday night, then He'll give us words to speak to dead situations. And we no longer go asking God to do something about it. He gives us a word to speak to it. And when we speak to it in the word of the Lord and under the unction and utterance of the Spirit of God, Brother Lewis, it must change. You say, but Brother Hart, you don't know the situation. You don't see how far gone it is. I don't care if the word of the Lord comes. The word of the Lord is greater than dead, dry bones. And so the Lord said to Ezekiel, speak to the dry bones. And Ezekiel, here's what I want you to tell them. They are dead and they're barren and they're desolate and they're dry. But you tell them, I will cause breath to enter into you. You know, the good thing about speaking to dead situations, they can't argue back. That's why the Lord wants us to die first. So he can speak into our lives and he can create us anew the way he wants us to be. That's why he said, except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit. And so that's why we must go the way of the cross, our own lives. And so he says, speak 
to the bones and tell them I'll cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. That sounds like the breath of life, doesn't it? Verse number six, he didn't stop there. Now he's still speaking what the Lord said to speak to bones. Can you imagine standing in the middle of a valley full of bones? Sort of a gruesome picture, isn't it? Dead, dry, surrounded by death. And you're speaking the word of God. And he didn't stop with breath. He said, I'm going to cause breath to come into you. And I will lay sinews upon you. And I will bring up flesh upon you. And I'll cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you. There's that promise again. And you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So, listen to what the prophet said. I prophesied. As I was commanded. And as I prophesied, what happened? Oh, there was a noise. Now, if you weren't in the spirit of the Lord and you were in a valley full of bones and everything around you was dead, and you started hearing noises. You'd be running. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But when you know you're standing in the power of the Spirit with which He's filled you, and you're speaking, don't speak the Word of God and then expect nothing to happen. We speak the Word of God in faith, believing. I'm not talking about this name it and proclaim it junk. I'm talking about hearing from God in a place of prayer and then declaring His Word with boldness and authority because we've heard from Him. That's what we have exampled here from the prophet in the Word of God. And so he prophesied, and as he, as he saw, so we should anticipate, when he spoke as he was commanded, there was a noise. I can't even imagine what that must have sounded like. If I had some bones, I'd rattle them together this morning, maybe. I'd probably look strange carrying bones into church and rattling them, wouldn't I? But bones started coming together, he said, a shaking. Not only there was there's a noise, there's a shaking. Can you imagine, Brother Reuben? There you are, you're hearing this noise, and now all of a sudden the ground's shaking. And the bones came together. Bone upon bone. Let's keep reading. And when I beheld, lo, not only did he see bones come together, he began to see sinew. That's muscle. And tendons and flesh come upon them. And the skin covered them above. What a sight to behold. But there was one thing left. There was no breath in them. There was no breath in them. It is the state of our world today. We have many who have bones that have come together. They have sinew and flesh and skin upon them. But they do not have the breath of life in them. And so there is no life. Just existing. Just living day to day. Making it day to day. Trying to satisfy their desires with all the things of this world. And never quite being satisfied. There was no breath in them. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God. 
Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. There where we read in Ezekiel, it speaks of a people that once were, but along the way they had, the enemy had come and defeated them and it looked like there was never any chance of them ever being alive again. It looked like their end had been already finalized. It appeared that way. We just read it. If you and I in our natural eye were to see that, we would say, well, whomever these group of people were, they're done now. And that's exactly what was there and what it was speaking to. A group of people in that passage of Scripture, it was the children of Israel. It was prophetic of the children of Israel. It looked like they'd been defeated. They'd lost their land. They no longer had a country to call their own. But the Lord was telling Ezekiel, I'm going to gather them together again. I'm going to build them a nation again. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to bring them back together. Even though it looks like there's not an ounce of life left or any hope, I'm going to do this. This was the design and plan of the Lord. I believe we live in a set of valleys where there are many people that could fit those descriptions. People that at one time called on the name of the Lord in fear. People that at one time had a deep abiding relationship with God. But somewhere along the way, the enemy got a hold of a heart or a fence came in or something happened that caused a breaking and a separation of fellowship with God. And that which once was, was lost. And someone would look at it now and say, it's so far gone that it's hopeless and there's no chance of any life, of any restoration. What I once held on to, it doesn't even look possible anymore. They've already gone out and they've died death has taken hold on their life spiritually but with God but with God but with God all things are possible I just feel a quickening of the spirit of the Lord there's some today you have circumstances and situations that come to mind in your own life That you've got to be willing to hear from the Lord and speak to those things the word of God. Not begging God, not pleading with God, but declaring the word of God for the situation. You say, but I don't know what the word of God to declare is. Then get in a closet of prayer, get in the book and search out the word and let him put it in your spirit. Let him put it in your mouth and then declare it with authority and boldness in the name of God. Acts chapter 2. Verse number 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. You know, if you look in the Old Testament where we've read, 
That word breath in Hebrew is also interpreted wind. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, or the Spirit of God. And watch what happened. They began to speak. When the breath of God came, the rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house, they began to speak. And they didn't speak in a language they learned. They began to speak with other tongues, not of their own understanding, but as the Spirit, capital S there, the Spirit of God, as the Spirit of God gave them utterance or gave them words. What happened? The breath of life came into them spiritual life and when that breath of life came in life gave words spiritual utterance it's the reason why when we were baptized with the gift of the holy ghost we now have the ability to speak the word of god it's the reason in genesis why the lord jesus christ We know it was by him the worlds were framed, the scriptures say. In Genesis we find that he did not speak us into existence, but formed us, like we said at the outset. The purpose being because you and I were meant to speak the word of God, not be created by the word of God. He designed us to operate as he operated to where his word could be in our mouth, and we could speak, and by the spoken word of God through our mouth, That's his plan. That's his plan. The Holy Ghost was not to save you. I'm going to say that again. The Holy Ghost was not to save you. We've made it into the saving ticket. The Holy Ghost was to fill us with his spirit so that we could speak his word. Now, definitely the scripture bears out. It is the quickening spirit that's going to catch us out of here. But we hung on that little verse, and most people couldn't tell you where it is. But the fullness of the Word tells us that the Holy Ghost is in us so that we can do the works of Him that has filled us. And so when we're filled with the breath of life, the infilling of His Spirit, that initial evidence is that we begin to speak of the wonderful works of God. And so we now have living in us the breath of God, the breath of life in us. And so I can speak as he gives utterance. I can speak to dead situations. And when he speaks, it has to come to life. That's what the Lord was speaking to us so strongly. I felt through the word Wednesday as Brother Flowers was talking to us about prophesying and being prophets with the word of the Lord in our mouth. I want you to stand with me today. Told you you weren't getting a Christmas message. Just pray with me right now.
Irolobo siti edele di aramahaye. Irobo koshi arata ye ki arata haye ki arabaka. Irobo siti edele di arabaka ye tele di aramahaye. Ikorori alamaki tolobo siti edele di alamaka. Come on, yield to his utterance. Why don't you yield to his utterance? Let him begin to lead you in speaking to those things. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Go ahead. We're not in a hurry right now. We are waiting on Him and yielding to His Spirit. Come on, if you're a child of God filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's the breath of life that was put in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you're not, you can reach to Him this morning. You can reach to Him this morning, and He'll put the breath of life in you. Come on, I would that some of you would just begin to speak to some things by the utterance of the Spirit of God in your life. Come on, let the boldness of the Lord come upon you and speak to some of those things that you've just been asking about. Speak to some of those things that you've just been enduring or waiting and hoping. Let the Lord give you words and speak to them. Hilaba soto riyama, yetu rieki arabahasha. Hikeledi arabasetelledi arabakaha. Hideledi arabayeki arabasi olobokoriataha. Idalamasi orekiye yeki andolobosi arabakaha. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, that's right. The Lord's leading you there. Speak to those things. Come on, it's okay as the Lord leads you to pray with somebody else. Let His Spirit and Word be in your mouth today.
Hallelujah. Come on, let His Spirit flow through you. Let the living Word of God flow through you. Speak to that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, this was his purpose for filling you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. It was so you could yield to his spirit. And he could put words in your mouth and you could speak the word of God. You could speak the word of God with authority and with boldness as he would lead you to speak. And when you speak his word, things must change. When you speak his word, life must come in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, speak to the situation. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Speak to that lost loved one that held captive. In the name of Jesus, command them to be released. In the name of Jesus, let blindness fall from the minds of those that have been blinded by the God of this world. Let the light of truth shine into their hearts throughout these valleys. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Restore the mind. Restore the spirit. Restore the soul. Come on, this is what he created you for. This is what he filled you for. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In Jesus.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hiarabakiolo sitie kiaramandaha. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Ikataraboshiatahaye. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Why don't we praise him together right now? Hallelujah. I lift up your name, Father. I lift up your name, Father. I lift up and magnify you, Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, it's important. It's important that we know who we are in Him. Amen? From the beginning, He created man with purpose. The purpose is to live in fellowship with Him. That purpose has not changed. He still desires that you and I live in fellowship with Him. Not like just come into fellowship with Him on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. Live in fellowship with Him every day that we live. We have jobs, we have places, but we, ne- we never, I don't stop being married to my wife when I'm not home. You understand? I don't stop being in relationship with her when I'm away from her. We understand. For almost 27 years, we've been in relationship, in fellowship, in marriage. We haven't been together, personally together, side by side, all 26 and a half of those years. But we live in relationship every moment of our lives. There's never a moment in my life where I think, oh, I'm no longer in relationship with my wife. That'd be foolishness. 
Jesus Christ, he calls the church his bride. He created us to live every day, every moment of our lives in fellowship with him. And when we live in, you know, they tell me, Brother Lewis, the longer you're married, you start sounding alike. My wife just rolled her eyes. I don't know if that's because I'm sounding like her or she's sounding like me. But, you know, when it doesn't take much to tell when you've been in fellowship with God. We can read in the book of Acts, they said to the disciples, the Pharisees or the religious leaders looked at them and said, these are ignorant, unlearned men. But they speak boldly, and they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus. See, when you and I have been in fellowship with Him, people take notice. You don't have to tell people you've been praying if you've been praying. Amen? You don't have to tell people you're in fellowship and relationship with God if you're in fellowship and relationship with God. Because it manifests itself. It manifests itself. I, the, the boss that hired me seven years ago almost, uh, at one point along the way in our journey when she was visiting one day, she says, you know, she said to me, when do I get to meet your wife? Now you might think that's a strange request. It wasn't a strange request. She'd heard about my wife a few times in our conversation. And so she wanted to meet her. You know what? When you're in fellowship with him, it doesn't take long. You're around people. They're like, when do I get to meet this Jesus? Something about your life, something about your communication, something. When do I get to meet him? And so he's filled us with his spirit so we could be in constant fellowship with him. And so that we could be yielded to him and speak his word. Amen. Let us be willing to wait on him for his word and speak it. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for being here today. Amen. May the Lord be with you. May your Christmas be merry. I mean that. Merry. Scripture says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. May your Christmas be merry. Love you, appreciate you. The Lord bless you. Greet somebody today. You are dismissed in Jesus' name. Go with the word of God.